Who can remember back some time ago, years ago, when we went to Kudamundra and we had there at Kudamundra with Peter Clemens um, an outreach that was prophetical, that was on marriage, and it was on creation. Can you remember that time when? Okay. It was, and yeah, we, yeah, you might have visited. There was a few meetings happening. Um, I was doing the prophetical. John Mackay was doing the creation. And I, I'm not sure if it was James Hood doing that or the, the marriage sessions. I was enjoying John Mackay's ministry and in one of the sessions he was talking about from Genesis till now and all the climate changes that had happened. He was talking about climate change, you know. If you want to talk about climate change, let's go to the person that wrote the Bible and see what he said happened. And so he went through, you know, and the flood was the, the big and major climate change event and that caused the Ice Age after that. And, and a lot of the fossils we find, well, almost all of the fossils we find now are from the flood and uh, <coughs> different climate when Noah, Noah come out of the ark there. But there was the Ice Age after when you have the woolly mammoths that have been frozen in ice. That wasn't the flood that caused that. That was after the flood. They'd bred up, multiplied, and they got caught in the ice there. Siberian places, still finding them. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and he went to different times in the Bible where climate change, I thought, oh, this is going to be great because he's going to end and, and sort of take over where I should be preaching about the one to come <laughs> because there is going to be great climate change. Can you tell me? It's not related, it is going to be sort of related to what we're looking at tonight, but can you tell me some of the things that will change dramatically for what we're used of now? <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's right, <laughs> total, that's total climate change. Well, that's, that's rid of the climate. <laughs> Burn up, and, and that's found in Second Peter chapter 3, isn't it? And other portions, yes. Okay, there'll be enormous hail and destruction. Earthquakes in diverse places. An earthquake that's never been like it before and islands will disappear. That's what it says. Oceans turn to blood. Yep, all the fish die. All the fish. You're very negative tonight. Come on, what about some other... <laughs> some positives. There is a millennium. Yep, there'll be healing. Child will die at, die at 100. That'll be counted as... Yeah, the lion will lay down with the lamb. Yeah, in the snake's den. <laughs> I remember standing in one as a child and the snake come out and I went out and we both went different directions. <laughs> we weren't patting each other. <laughs> no, but what else? No food. No food. Yep, in that's that's the, the negative, that's the one not far away. Yep. But the desert will blossom as a rose. The sower will overtake the reaper. That's climate change. Where the desert blossoms, they'll be able to plant out there <laughs> if they if they need to. 
So even if the population explodes for a thousand years, imagine the numbers of people at the end of the millennium when the, 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 you know, Satan's bound and sin is not allowed. Uh, he rules with a rod of iron and, and the, the blessings will be enormous. And uh, they won't be laboring to bring forth the crop because the thistles will be gone. That's, cl that's climate change in a very positive way. The thorns, the, th the curse removed. But he didn't, John Mackay didn't finish on that. <laughs> and I thought, he must be Presbyterian. But I was talking to my cousin <laughs> at, uh, up at that place, Derek, we were talking about this morning, west of Brisbane, up on the hill. Toowoomba. Toowoomba, thank you. Yes. And she lives up at Toowoomba there. And she said, no, no, he's not one of these, he's brethren. I said, oh, <laughs> he'd never fessed that up to us here. And so he would, he would believe what, all about that. And what an end to a sermon on a series on climate change that he could have done. <laughs> There's a, a great day coming. Well, I feel a bit like that. <laughs> I probably have exaggerated that a bit much. But when we come to the resurrection, and as you start putting things together, you know, sometimes we just minister on the, the resurrections and this ties with them but there's what happened around the resurrection and we covered this two weeks ago somewhat <clears throat> the great cover-up or the fake news of the the resurrection that there wasn't a resurrection the soldiers report and the saints report was given that was true and then we had the Sanhedrin's bribe to the soldiers that did happen then we had the Sanhedrin's lie in verse 13. This is Matthew chapter 28. The Sanhedrin's lie. <clears throat> and you'd think they'd be able to come up with a better one than that as we took it to the courtroom and asked them some questions. <laughs> Why were the soldiers asleep? Let's execute the soldiers. And I wouldn't want to repeat that as one of the soldiers. And uh, their security was assured. Yes, we will secure you. Fancy putting your hands in the, and your life in the hands of these wicked <laughs> the Sanhedrin at that time, as wicked as they were. And then <coughs> there was the fake, fake news that was given. The sayings were reported commonly in verse 15. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews unto this day. And for a long time I thought, and, and it does have a hint of this, that they took a bribe and everybody knew they were bribing the soldiers and the soldiers went away. No, it's more so that the denial of the resurrection is what is commonly reported. They're still denying the resurrection. Otherwise, they would have to believe, wouldn't they? The, the religious people, many did, but not majority. And so <clears throat> we see the historical cover-up. Let's pray before we proceed further. Thank you, Lord, for... The wonderful truths that are tied up in your word that the diligent student of the Lord can search and find and rejoice in. Lord, we can rejoice in some wonderful things you plan for this world uh, before it is burnt up. Lord, we know that we'll be part of it in, in the way you desire and design. And Lord, we pray for those that have not yet repented and been saved and the fullness of the Gentiles has not come in because we're still here. And I pray that those people would be saved and this end this uh, dispensation would draw to a close and you're not willing that any should perish you're waiting for people to come and we pray and preach and teach 
and send missionaries that, for this purpose. And your work still goes on, and the gates of hell do not prevail against the church. Minister to us tonight as we see this, but also the, see the, the great deception that has happened, it is happening, and will happen. And Lord, be aware that it is, and so be on guard against it. We, we ask and pray, Lord, that you guide us in your word tonight, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I put it and thought of it like this. God slowly but surely turns up the heat <coughs> on the fake news people. As you listen to them these days, you become somewhat annoyed of what they're not saying and what they're trying to hoodwink the people with. And, and at times I think, these people and basically our national broadcaster, the ABC, that are paid by the taxpayer to do what they do, <coughs> are painting a picture. They're giving interpretation of the news, not the news. Give us the news and we'll interpret it, especially Christians. But they are trying to convince the people in the universities, in the colleges, and in the media, and they're paid to corrupt what we have in our country and to produce fake news. Back in the Lord's day, they were around then, as we see, this historic cover-up that we've mentioned in Matthew 28, verses 11 to 15. And the public swallowed their lie, the majority of people. It worked. The cover-up worked, as we said last, last time. <clears throat> for 20 years later when Matthew wrote his gospel it was commonly still believed as it was reported and we should be careful not to get on the fake news bandwagon it happens today and it can happen among Christians it can happen with huh, false isms that are everywhere the fake news bandwagon Tell me some of the isms that are around today that we need to be careful of because they'll carry you off in the Mormonism. Mm -hmm. Catholicism. Did you say Mormon? Yes? Climate change. Climate change, <laughs> the big one. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Inform the folks. Mm-hmm. They're out of their out of their minds. Yep. Any 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 other isms that we need to be careful of? Communism. Socialism. Human humanism in the schools everywhere. Yep. So there's a lot of isms that we need to whoa you know, <clears throat> but closer to home in religious circles. Liberalism. Neo orthodox people that are so like us but they're still different there's some areas and so you see there's all these isms that you have to be aware of you have got to know your bible to be careful of these people because they'll have a lot of truth but there'll be the little bits that are poison especially as john in first john tells us about the deity of the lord jesus christ once they're off on that, they're not saved. They're not, they're not one of us. And Peter and jo uh, Paul and John and Jude, 
And these writers of the New Testament said and warned us that these things are going to come. Watch out. And they saw them happening in their day. They just developed over the years and come back again at the church again and again. Now, <clears throat> there's some other pers more personal areas. Let's go to the book of Proverbs, <laughs> the fake news jobs. We may get involved in these ones <coughs> and not know that <coughs> we are involved. Proverbs 11 and verse 13. A talebearer, <laughs> a talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. So talebearing in chapter 18 and verse 18 of the book of Proverbs. 18 and where are we going? <laughs> 8, verse 8. <clears throat> the word of the talebearer, the words of the talebearer are as wounds and they go down into the innermost parts. If you've been tail born against, you know what that means. Go to the inner parts and it hurts when there's fake news being spread. There's enough truth to be swallowed in it, but it's not all of it. When you or I or some, you know, somebody wants to get something across to a person to convince them that they're right, they will have to have some truth in there. We will pepper it with truth. But when you hear the other side of the story, then you say, well, there's a lot missing out of that story. And it was to make me believe that they were right. And uh, it happens over and over again. And it, it, it comes up. And as a pastor, you, you hear about it. And you say, I'm glad I didn't move quickly on that decision, <laughs> on that, on whatever it was. And then something that goes along with this fake news is James chapter 1 and verse 26. I'll probably be back in Proverbs in a bit, but James chapter 1 and verse 26. <clears throat> and also chapter 4 of James and verse 11. 126, first of all, If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain bridling not the tongue the gossip goes forth in chapter 4 and verse 11 speak not evil one of another brethren he that speaketh evil of his brother and judgeth his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law but if thou judge the law that not a doer of the law but a judge <laughs> now be careful about the gossip the half truths and we'll get a bit later into some of those bridleth not his tongue a slanderer and this is in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 18. These all go together, really. <laughs> Proverbs 10 and verse 18, we read there, He that hideth hatred has lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander is a fool. And the word there is used in other places in Proverbs. A whisperer, a whisperer. <laughs> chapter 16 and verse 28 of Proverbs. We, we read there... Uh, <clears throat> A perverse man showeth, soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Don't be involved in the whispering, the slandering, the gossip, the tail-bearing. And let's go to Second Timothy and First Timothy. These are 
busy bodies, busy bodies. What is necessary for a person to become, to become a busy body and spread fake news? Okay, you need the news itself that's fake. Let's read these verses and see what you might come up with. Chapter 3 and where are Second Timothy. No, Second Thessalonians. I, I, I've written it. <laughs> Why did you, weren't the verses there? I didn't get there. Second Thessalonians. That's it. <coughs> Neither we, did we eat any man's bread for naught, but we wrought with labour and travail night and day, that we might not be chargeable to any of you, <coughs> not because we have not power, but, but to make ourselves in, in samples unto them who follow us. For when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. For we hear that there are some who walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busy bodies. A lot of time. A lot of time. That's it? A lot of time. They've got so much time on their hands, they've got time to stick their nose into other people's business, and they shouldn't. That's the problem. They need to... What, according to the easy understanding of those verses, what do they need to do? Get, get a job. Thank you. Let's <laughs> put <in> a plain. <laughs> Work. Now them that are such we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's pretty direct. That they, with quietness, they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word, this command is just given... Know that man and have no company with him for he, that he may be ashamed. Count him not as an enemy. This person is a Christian, but admonish him as a brother. This needs to be put plainly. Being a busybody and it's developing fake news and half stories and half truths. That's as far as the men are concerned. Let's go over, and I hope I've got this right, First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 13 or the verses around it. <coughs> it's talking about widows here and how to meet the needs of widows in the church that are widows indeed and they've been faithful servants in the church and uh, the people in that day could as the church could take on the widows there was no social security system and look after them if they had been servants in the church not if they'd been lazy people and hadn't helped others um, and it's up to the family to do meet the needs first, according to verse eight. If any provide not for his own, his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Uh, let not a widow be taken in to the number under three score years old, having been the wife of one man, well reported of, and all the things that she has done: raised children, washed the saints' feet, relieved the afflicted, done things of that nature. But the younger widows refuse. That don't take them on for support. For when they have begun to wax wanton against Christ, they will marry, having damnation because they have cast off their first faith. 
and withal they learn to be, what's the word? Idle. Wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers also. And they, were, they are busybodies. What's the problem here? They've got too much time. Too much time to think about and dwell upon other people's business, speaking things they ought not. I will, therefore, that the younger women marry bearing children, um, <laughs> guide the house, give no occasion for the adversary to speak reproachfully. There's a good scriptural answer to meet the needs of those that will spread fake news in the church. <laughs> Get a job. work, Go to work. Raise the children. Look after them. Dress them right. Say? Serving others. Serving others, yes. Serving others, like we preached it was a couple of weeks ago. Ministry in that way. So the historic cover-up there is seen. Now, that's more a personal application of that. Covering up the resurrection, and the public swallowed it. And go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We mentioned this. We didn't look these verses up last time. We've run out of time. <coughs> 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and following. It reads in verse 3, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, the day of the Lord, it referred to in verse 1, shall not come except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. And so it's coming a day when the devil impersonate will be that man of sin, the Antichrist will come, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he has God sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you not when I was with you, I told you these things? <laughs> He'd only been with them for two weeks, three Sundays at the most, and he taught them all about things to come and prophecy, and they understood it. It doesn't take years to get it. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might, the man of sin, might be revealed in his time. He's got a time when he's going to appear and God knows. For the mystery of iniquity does already work, only he who now letteth will continue to let until he be taken out of the way. And we believe that is the Holy Spirit removed when the church is removed. He still has a ministry here, but not in the way he does now. And then shall that wicked one, the man of sin, be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs, and what is it? Lying wonders, lying wonders, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, the lie. Now what will the... I've, got it, I've written it down here, the horrible hellish lie. It is from hell itself. It's from the devil's man himself. What is the lie that he will have to cover up so that people swallow what he's t saying? The rapture. The rapture. That he'll have to explain that. And we mentioned that last time, but these are the verses. It's a hellish lie to deceive the people of the world that somehow he can pull that off. The devil does not want people to know about resurrection because if there's a resurrection there's accountability and if there's accountability there's a god we have to account to 
and he doesn't want to people and the day when this happens it'll be explained away by a lie of the devil and we gave some suggestions last time <clears throat> anyone, anyone remember that one now we're going back a little bit yep some people nod we August 1999 and the schedule was for the church here um, speakers were Bill Thitchener and he was so sad at the end of his life they wouldn't let him preach in his church in, his, in the churches that he was in he was in the Baptist Union Church though there was no preacher for the day and he was, the pre he was a preacher there they wouldn't let him get up because they know he'd talk about the Lord's coming but he ministered here M.A. Butler was another and John Ecob was the other we had the three of them here and we passed this around <coughs> a tribulation map an explanation for those who missed the rapture <laughs> This would be, in, if there are any still hanging around, probably not, but it would be good for a person to have because the deception would be so big. The lies and the miracles that the Antichrist will do to cover up the rapture and to say it didn't happen. When there's, well, if there's open graves, burst forth, sepulchres busted up, Christians come out, vehicles driven off the road, trains, planes, everything in total disarray. There's so much evidence everywhere. It's like, here's the evidence. What happened? Well, it wasn't the rapture. People didn't disappear. There wasn't a resurrection. And the world will swallow it. You know, and can't you see the world getting there today? They believe fake news. There's going to be a rapture and the devil's going to do everything he can covered up because he wants the world to believe him <laughs> today the churches are going against this it used to be taught and here there is a pushback against preaching that stuff and there is and uh, you are not the pastor but if you were you'd know what I meant there's a pushback against that and it's not of the Lord Let's look at Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 3. <clears throat> it's sad because there's not a whole lot of churches preaching it. Someone heard this week part of a comment that David Jeremiah made and he preaches what we preach. He might not be where we are in separation but he preaches it nonetheless in America and he's on our media here and... <clears throat> He said, you know, all that's happening with all the troubles in the world and the coronavirus is just a lead-in. It's just a lead-in. It's getting people in panic mode and getting ready for martial law worldwide by a man that's riding, riding a white horse with a bow but no arrows. It's like a gun without bullets. He forces a peace upon the world. Well, you've got to get it right. We're all going to die if we don't unite. And the lie will be so prominent. It's from hell itself. Second, where are we going? Second Peter chapter 3 and verses 3 to 5. <coughs> and we read there, <coughs> knowing this verse, that there shall come in the last day scoffers walking after their own lust. And these people will be within the church, liberal churches everywhere 
uh, and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. This they are willingly, there's a denial of it. This is what it's saying there. You know, you talk about this stuff all the time, that coming of the Lord is imminent, but hey, it hasn't happened. Mm. In his time, it will. And uh, things haven't changed. They've gone on. They are willingly ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing in, out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then was being overflowed with water, what happened to it? Perished. Did Noah's day believe the flood was going to happen? Noah? You're off your beam. <laughs> Noah, what are you preaching that stuff? It's never rained. How can it flood? And it did. And it covered the whole world. <laughs> and Noah was sounding out the trumpet. And we might feel like Noah sometimes. Help. <laughs> Somebody else please. Like Mr. Thitchener there in the churches that once preached it. Now, my uncle, no, great uncle, we call him. <clears throat> uncle, Wally, uncle Wally. He, he preached it. And in his day, in the Baptist Union churches around Australia, in the Brethren churches around Australia, in the Church of Christ around Australia, he went with a big chart teaching prophecy all around Australia. <laughs> and he preached it. He wrote four books. I've, st I've got the four of them, but there's only one copy. And I've read them once. Maybe another. The hope, in a, hope in a World of Chaos is the one that I've read and the most. But that's about the Lord's coming. But people were receptive, but you couldn't do that. You ask Mr. Ecob, you ask Mr. Reese, those guys with Herald of Hope, do they get invited to, what, what church does they get invited to now to preach? Independent Baptist. You used to get into more brethren churches, a few of them. They get into some Baptist churches where they've got a pastor that believes it. But there's a cover-up, folks. There's a denial of the truth. The evidence is galore. When the rapture happens, it will be everywhere. The, 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 the hospitals will be packed full. Nurses will be missing. All Christians gone. Those who, those Christians who don't believe it, you know what's going to happen to them? Uh, you might say they'll be left behind. No, <laughs> they won't. <laughs> they will be taken up. The Lord's good. <laughs> The Lord is good. But can you imagine arriving in heaven if you say this wasn't going to happen? Look at 1 John chapter 2 and verse 28. Now little children, um, yes, and now little children abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming if ye know that he is righteous ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us and, and it goes on and it's talking about his coming there's no doubt about this for his people and verse 2 of chapter 3 when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and every man that hath this hope in himself or hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure there will be those that said it's not true it won't happen like that that will be taken up multitudes of them and they'll have to hang their heads in shame this is what the bible says 
I'm not trying to dupe people into that. It's a horrible cover-up. It's fake news that's developed in its theological basis from Egypt <laughs> under um, uh, Mr. Yeah, no, Augustine was later. Origin. <laughs> Origin. Origin and Augustine. And Augustine's one that many people base their, all, all their beliefs. Yeah, he was a brilliant man. <clears throat> but he's hoodwinked the churches. And most of the mainline churches, most of the Protestant churches, follow that way. And, <clears throat> and I'm not saying they're not Christian. <laughs> but I'm saying they're not following what the Bible says. And <clears throat> praise the Lord for the faithful ones that didn't get mixed up with all the apostasy in the Dark Ages and the Catholic Church that stayed separate. They were independent fellowships. The Lollards, and actually where the coronavirus is attacking Italy, the Lollards, that, it, it's got the name there on the, on the map, that the Lollards were there, and they were separate Christians from, from the bad... Dark Ages cover-up of churches. <laughs> Let's go to the third aspect here. <clears throat> you see, the Lord's turning up the heat. The first time the Lord was raised and they spun a story and the world believed it. The second time the devil will spin a story, Second Thessalonians chapter 2 that we looked at, and people will swallow it. They believe the lie. <clears throat> the next one is another resurrection we didn't mention last time in Revelation, Revelation chapter 11. And slowly the evidence is piling up. And look at what's said there. And they of the peoples and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see the dead bodies of two witnesses that are slain by the Antichrist. And uh, they leave their dead bodies in the street of Jerusalem where they've been ministering <coughs> three days and a half. And shall not suffer. No one's going to bury these fellows. They're going to rot. And we're going to watch them rot. That's almost what they're saying. <clears throat> and their bodies to be put in graves. They forbid it. And they that dwell upon the earth. This is, I think this is the only time rejoicing is mentioned in the seven years of tribulation. <clears throat> shall rejoice over them. They rejoice when the godly people are murdered. <laughs> and make merry. And they have a Christmas. And send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet. And great fear fell upon them that saw them. <clears throat> it says that all the world rejoices at the death of these two men, and they want to see them rot on the street. And then there's a resurrection. And it doesn't say here that they are filmed, because they didn't have film in the vocabulary. It doesn't say that the internet posted them all over Facebook. Did you see the resurrection? Did you see those two fellows stand on their feet? They've been dead. But can you imagine it could happen that way? If there's any internet left at that time, that might be all banned. It might be blown out of the sky too. But... It may well be a filmed resurrection. <laughs> this is not some fake thing done by Hollywood. This will be for real. <laughs> and they stood upon them, and, and they great fear come on them that heard, saw, the, saw this. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying, Come 
unto them, <clears throat> come up here. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud. And their enemies beheld them. So they saw them. It's not like it just disappeared. They, it's like the disciples watching the Lord going up from the Mount of Olives. <laughs> and they watched it. They saw a resurrection and they saw an ascension. In the same hour was a great earthquake. Tenth part of the city fell in the earthquake that was slain of men, 7,000, and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. This did turn some, will turn some to the Lord. The second woe is past, and behold, the third woe has come. There's a resurrection, a hysteric reaction. They won't be able to cover it up, really. The result will be, whoa, it's real. This is not fake. It happened. It happened before our very eyes. <clears throat> may well be filmed let's go to the last resurrection and this one they can't change they won't be able to screw the facts distort the truth or give their spin on the story there'll be no fake news with this resurrection and you go to the book of revelation chapter 20 and verse 5 you can read all around it to get the context pick it up at verse 5 but the rest of the dead Live not again until the thousand years were finished. So after a thousand years, plain English, the millennium, that's what it means, a thousand. This is the first resurrection. You have to have, read it in its context, I say, I say those that are involved in the first resurrection are blessed. You say, well, that resurrection happened with Jesus. The first resurrection is they, the first fruits, they to Christ that is coming according to 1 Corinthians 15 and afterward, and you can read in the context there in the middle of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. And so that's the first resurrection. It entails all of those that are blessed. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So it's finished before the thousand years start. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. So go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle. The number of them is as a sand of the sea. Some are saying that the, you know, the rapture happens after the tribulation. If it happens after the tribulation, Who's going to populate the millennium? Because everyone who are Christians will be raised. It can't happen. Otherwise, you have to say, no, there's no millennium either. You see? Get the logic? And uh, it, it's so true. We'll be there. We'll rule and reign with Christ for a thousand years. But when it's expired, Satan will be let out of his prison, going to see the nations no more. Amazing. <clears throat> and Juma's reaction, when we had a little map out, he's looking at that. Why? why would they follow the devil? Because they'd hoodwinked by... They'd had the Lord Jesus for a thousand years rule and reign. All the blessings. The desert blossomings arose, the lions are laying with the lamb, there's no eating each other anymore. And then they follow the devil? You see, all those born in that thousand years have to make a decision sometime to believe or not to believe. They have to exercise faith in the Lord Jesus they have to see where their allegiance and this is giving them opportunity the Lord or the devil <clears throat> and the devil that deceived them was cast a lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever 
and I saw a great white throne. This is all in chronological order that it happens. Read the rest of the chapter. Great white throne and him that sat on it from whom the face, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was no found, found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great. The dead, small and great, stand. What have they got? They've got a resurrected body. The devil will not be able to do anything about this resurrection. And neither will the dead unsaved people be able to do anything. They'll just be whipped out of the dead place, the place of departed spirits, the place where the rich man went and said, I'm tormented in this flame. Their soul and spirit will be given a resurrected body which, with which they, in which they'll be judged. And the books were opened, the book according to their works. The sea gave up the dead. Death and hell delivered up the dead in them and every man was judged according to his works and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire and there is, this is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is a resurrection that the devil can do nothing about. God is omnipotent, all-powerful, he's sovereign and he will do this. He will do his will. No question about it. And a horrific non-cover-up I've called this one <coughs> they won't be able to woe be to those people who, who deny the resurrection you're following the devil and so the saying was reported the mountain rendezvous if we go back to Matthew 28 is seen in verse 16 the 11 disciples went into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. So <clears throat> Jesus showed himself alive to the disciples after his resurrection repeatedly. Matthew doesn't report this, but Paul does in 1 Corinthians 15. You can report, you can read the report of the times that the Lord appeared to people. <clears throat> and even in Paul's account, he didn't give the appearance to the woman of Matthew 28 verse 1, 7 and 9. So that's not a complete report in 1 Corinthians 15 and 3 to 8. So he told them to meet with them, rendezvous on a mountain. <laughs> Which one? We're not told. It's somewhere in Galilee. Maybe where he, the Lord gave his sermon on the mount, that they, that they could have great memories of a place before and an, another time they meet there. It had been a peaceful place away from all, a place filled with pleasant memories. It's been said, and I believe it's so, that the Lord was only seen by believers after his resurrection, not by non-believers. <clears throat> after his resurrection, the biblical accounts seem to say exactly that. Those who say, show me and I'll believe, will never see or be able to be saved. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. If you're going to come to God, you come to God by faith. Abraham, Adam saw, but from there we have believed by faith. They saw Christophanes, they saw the Lord in his glory as an angel of the Lord. They saw him walk around in the Gospels. But we, blessed are they who have not seen, but what? Believe. I pray that you're one of them. <coughs> the mixed reaction in verse 17 of Matthew 28 and when they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. <laughs> Even if you see some, 
Who, who can we say? Who doubted? Come on, what's his name? Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Doubting Thomas. Even used amongst unsaved people. Doubting Thomas. I don't know if they understood, stand, <laughs> understood who it's referring to back there, but it's Doubting Thomas. Some doubted. And there must have been more than just Doubting Thomas. Uh, <clears throat> doubted. They doubted when he walked on the water. The disciples doubted his power. Huh. And I've, I've written down a few areas there. <laughs> when they heard of the resurrection in Luke 24 and verse 11 from the women, they said, oh, idle tales. <laughs> they didn't believe in the resurrection, though he had said to them he was going to be raised. In Luke 24, 16, their eyes, it says, were holden. Not Ford, <laughs> Holden. <laughs> they couldn't see <laughs> these two on the road to Emmaus. Remember, when they were talking to him, their eyes were holden. They so didn't believe that a resurrection could happen. Their eyes were holden. Different reactions in Luke twenty four thirty seven. They were terrified. They thought he was a ghost. They didn't believe. <laughs> this is the disciples themselves. John twenty verse fifteen. Mary Magdalene. <laughs> thought Jesus was the gardener and said, where have you hid his body? <laughs> and he, he said a name and she turned Rabboni. <laughs> Master, she said. In John 20, 20. Then were the disciples glad. I started having the same response after a few appearances. <clears throat> 20 of John and 25 and 28. Doubting Thomas. You weren't here at the first time, but... Thrust in your hand. And he didn't, I don't know that he did. He just said, my Lord and my God was his reaction. We ought to say that, my Lord and my God. <laughs> and when they were fishing and didn't catch anything, cast out on the other side and he caught a drought. And, and John's, <clears throat> they're about 300 feet from the sea, seashore and Jesus is cooking the fish. And um, John said, it's the Lord. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> And I think it was the third time that he turned up on them. And uh, they, they believed. It's, Peter jumped in. He didn't worry about the fish. He left the others to that. Uh, <clears throat> and others in Matthew 28 and verse 9 held him by the feet and worshipped him. I wonder what we do. <laughs> do we, what reaction do we have with the resurrection? Do we believe it? Doubt it at all? At the graveside of a loved one, do we sort of have those niggling doubts? I pray we don't. I pray that we're fully persuaded, absolutely persuaded that it is true. Why doesn't the whole world believe when there's such overwhelming evidence everywhere? Who hath believed our report, said Isaiah, when it's so true? When they knew God, they glorified him not as God. <clears throat> the majority don't believe on the, on the road, broad road to destruction. Abraham said to the rich man in hell, neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead. And there were those resurrections that happened in the Lord's lifetime that he raised people and they weren't persuaded. Show us. He showed them and showed them and showed them and he, he, raised, he was raised himself, but they didn't believe. What is it going to take for the world, for people to wake? Praise God that our faith was aroused and we believed. <clears throat> it's going to happen like he said it will. And it could be any time. It's imminent. Let's be prepared. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. 
Thank you for the resurrections. Lord, thank you that these people try to cover it up because it just made it more obvious. And one day in the future, in the rapture, they will try to cover it up, but it'll be just the more obvious to others. Thank you for the two witnesses that will be raised before their very eyes. It'll be so obvious. And thank you for the final resurrection, the second resurrection, that justice will be done and those who have denied the Lord will be judged and cast into the lake of fire forever and ever. There'll be no one without the salvation garment on in heaven, only redeemed people. It wouldn't be heaven otherwise. Lord, bless the thoughts to our heart and may we be fully persuaded if we die, we will be resurrected. Or if we're alive, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Bless us as we go on our way with the Ethiopian eunuch and rejoicing in what we know. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen.